have plenty of time to get the dog out and uh, come in and do like a couple of things for work that I didn't get done this past week before we start recording. And then once again, I'm late. Yeah. yeah. How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like I just took longer to watch this episode than I needed to. I feel like I did too. I felt like I was pausing and writing a lot more than I... Normally, I can just sort of like jot something down while they're talking, but there was a lot that I wanted to get exactly right, I think. Yeah. For some I, reason. I, I don't know... It's interesting that it took both of us a long time to yeah, watch Yeah, I don't it. know if it's because of uh, there being more dialogue in it than normal. Maybe there was. Or if it's just more aspects to the dialogue that we didn't want to leave out, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. <laughs> it's a show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we're going to be talking about The Suicide, which is just as uh, sensitive as it sounds. Hey, hey. Uh, season 3, episode 15. But before all of that, uh, we did have some homework to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, a, a couple of things that I was I had to go back and look at for this episode. Uh, sure enough, in the, what do they call them, the captions for the episode, uh, the Pez Dispenser, when Elaine begins laughing, she's shushed by a gentleman, and then she says, Joe Gibbs. I told you! <laughs> says, I told sure you! Enough, it's got to be a because I went back and I was and I I really don't understand <laughs> I don't understand why she says Joe Gibbs because I was like maybe she kind of tries to say like through her laugh like okay but it comes out as like you know that it sounds like that but the person writing the captions was like I'm putting Joe Gibbs yeah, I'm putting I don't know Joe Gibbs. I'm writing Joe Gibbs that's what it sounds like to me so it may be a <laughs> captioning mistake but. I went back several times and tried to hear a different word. I could only hear Joe Gibbs after you hear it. It's sort of like the Yanny and Laurel thing. Once you hear yeah. one, you yeah, can't it, go back to it. It depends hearing... on what you want to hear. Yeah, and if yeah. you want to hear Joe Gibbs, you're going to hear Joe Gibbs. And it also helps that the captions say Joe, Joe Gibbs. Gibbs. Yeah. So uh, I, I did get, uh, take a not a screenshot of that because I'm the elder millennial. So I took a picture of my TV screen oh, in true old person fashion. And we'll tweet that out uh, at No Hugging so you don't have to go uh, look at the episode. Also, I, was, uh, I had to go back and look for the Twin Towers in the Calvin Klein office shot. Just one of the Twin Towers, though. And I didn't see it because it's so far in the foreground. Oh, you didn't see it? it? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, I saw it when I went back. Oh, originally. But the reason I looked past it, I was like, how did I miss? And how is only (laughs) one of them in it? It's because it's, you see... 1% 1% of the building. It's such in the foreground yeah. that I, I just look past it as sky. You just thought it was a building. Yeah, or, or, or like attached. Yeah, yeah, you just thought it was like attached to the building they were in and you only see the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, it, it, or it blended in with the, I thought it was just a blank <laughs> space. And, and um, so, and I was looking, and I was looking at that black building. That was very um, uh, distracting. There's a there's a prominent black building in the center of that frame that um it looks like another building that I've seen. I feel like it looks exactly like a one in Pittsburgh. And so I was like, is this the Pittsburgh skyline they're trying to make it look like? I don't know. I think it looks like the Key Bank. Is that the big one? The big... Anyway. Um, who, who knows? Yeah. I mean, every every skyline has, has like... a big black building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So those two I saw, and, and we'll tweet a picture of the uh, that in the, um, at No Hugging as well. And then we also, uh, George, in coming up with uh, discussion topics in order to avoid the discussion of a breakup, he was so nervous to call his girlfriend because uh, she has all the hand. He was coming up with discussion topics. One was he's very good at driving in reverse, which we, <laughs> you know, we closed. debunked. We debunked in the last episode. <laughs> and also, why isn't Postum a more popular drink? Uh, and I know a lot more about Postum now, thanks to the Wikipedia page. <laughs> okay, so what is Postum? Postum is a powdered roasted grain beverage, once popular as a coffee substitute. The caffeine free be- caffeine free beverage was created by Post Cereal Company founder C. W. Post in 1895 and marketed as a healthy alternative coffee. Post was a student of John Harvey Kellogg um, and his wackadoo thoughts about health 
uh, are well documented if you ever want to go down a weird rabbit hole of what oh, Kellogg God. believed. Yeah, and they've even made movies. I think um, Road to Wellville was sort of based on Kellogg, if not directly. I, I've never <laughs> seen it, but he, he believed even, a lot of weird stuff about the body. I don't even think I've heard of that. When you yeah. think of like turn-of-the-century medicine, I mean like leeches and beyond. You and know. cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you know, he might even be the guy that was behind. I, I might be mixing up my wackadoo um, uh, health turn of the century me- medicinal practitioners, but uh, he might have been the guy who thought that you know graham crackers were invented to curb masturbation in Wait, young for boys. Real? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. And Lord. Uh, they're named after the guy that invented them, but I think he might have also been. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Kellogg believed a bunch of weird stuff, but he believed that caffeine was unhealthy, which is, some people may still hold today. So Postum is made from roasted wheat bran, wheat and molasses, and it comes in original flavor. I love when stuff has original flavor. It's flavor. Yeah. Because it also comes in coffee flavor and coke flavored version so it's not Ugh. coffee it's not chocolate it's postum flavored you know Ugh. i like when stuff postum is like flavored postum. original flavor yeah i like when stuff <laughs> invents a flavor what is this i don't know um it was sometimes marketed i love this uh, it was sometimes marketed by a cartoon ghost named mr coffee nerves so even back in the day medicine had animated um uh, mascots you know, you, you look at um, a lot of pharmaceuticals today, they have little animated mascots like the Antonio Bandores B, the Mucinex germ. You know, I mean, these are cartoon characters. So that goes back, you know, very, very far. Mr. Coffee Nerves? Mr. Coffee Nerves would appear in situations wherein people were shown in uncomfortable life situations, irritability, lack of sleep, lack of athletic prowess, because they drank coffee and oh all the negative God. effects involved there. These cartoons always ended with the afflicted people switching to Postum and Mr. Coffee Nerves fleeing until the next cartoon. Uh, Kraft <laughs> discontinued production of Postum in 2007. In 2012, Kraft sold the Postum trademark and the secret recipes to, to something called Eliza's Quest Food. And she or they sold Postum through a website for a long time, but supposedly... Postum is in many grocery stores across the United States and Canada, so we will keep an eye out for this. Yeah, we got to look for this. It's got to be at like Wegmans or something. Yeah, I, I was thinking lower class Walmart. I was thinking this is a Walmart drink. But see, it's like you weren't expecting a- to see Chuckles at Wegmans. That's true. That's true. They I, f- the I feel like candies. I feel like they've got a lot yeah, of yeah. stuff that you wouldn't expect. <laughs> you're right, it's going right. to be like in the seasonings yeah, aisle yeah. or something. You know what my favorite aisle is at grocery stores like that is the. Like, there's always an ethnic food aisle. You know, there's Mexican and Italian and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and Indian. And the, the sections get smaller, but there's always a small British food section. Yeah. And you see, like, the Heinz <laughs> beans, and you see bread in a can, and you see all these weird, <laughs> this weird British food section. I'm like, uh, but yeah, you're right. They would have Postum. Okay, you ready for a mind blowing fact about Postum? Oh, God, what? When imitations appeared, so people started making their own versions of Postums, knockoff Postum. Okay. The company introduced. A cheaper drink because Postum was more expensive, so I'm going to buy the knockoff, right? Well, wait, the Post introduced a knockoff Postum. Yeah, their own lower their, brand, their own knockoff. Yeah. Think okay, of it like Old Navy compared to the Gap or Banana Republic. You know, wait, that's is, the way old, I look. Is at Old it. Navy lower than Gap or Banana Republic? Yeah, yeah. I say, I say Gap's in the middle, then Old Navy below and, that, and, and Banana, Banana Republic is up high. Yeah, Gap okay. is the middle brand. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like the company introduced Navy. a cheaper drink called <laughs> Monk's Brew. What? And where do we hang out a lot in the Seinfeld oh universe? Oh, my God. Monk's oh Coffee God. Shop. Is there a connection there? 
Probably not. Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> Where did they come up with the name Monks? It's probably the name of like some production assistant or something like that. But um, but then all, then that that drove all the knockoffs out of the market, and then they discontinued Monks Brew. I just thought it was weird. I think it's a weird coincidence. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, that that we that we hang out in Monks for a while. Um, okay, what else we got? Uh, are we ready for the preamble? Yeah, the only homework I had was to listen to more pop punk music that I liked in college. <laughs> and who'd you check out? Uh, Polar Bear Club, nice. Pentimento. Nice. Uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, that's all. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about it. I, I've, been, I've been revisiting uh, some of the indie rock that I liked. Uh, I, I listened to some Rilo Kylie this week. I hadn't listened to them <laughs> I don't in a even while. think I've heard of them. Uh, Jenny Lewis, that was her band for okay. a while. You know Jenny Lewis, right? I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. She's, got a great so- she's got a solo album coming out. I don't know if it's great yet, but anyway, um, yeah. So, all right. <laughs> okay, we're going to get into it. Before we do, give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, if you would be so kind. The first 15 people to do so are going to get a no-hugging, no-learning sticker. Uh, we are not a research-heavy show. We are watching these episodes for the first time. Well, I'm watching these episodes for the first time. Tim is watching these episodes for the first time after being a lifelong fan for years. He's watching them what am I trying to say? Watching them for the first time in chronological yeah. order. There we go. Only 32 <laughs> episodes, and I can't get this right yet. If we miss something, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us a tweet at no hugging. We do have one. Uh, we have a couple of DMs from Fred Esposito oh, yeah, that we I will get. I haven't read those yet. Yeah, I'm we'll, so glad. We'll, All right, we'll get to them at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to be like Fred, send us a DM, send us a tweet at no hugging, or you can send us an email, no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com. Let me add, too, uh, you can uh, comment on the Reddit threads that Ted awesomely puts up every week in the Seinfeld subreddit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, either in our Seinfeld or uh, I post pretty much every Monday in the uh, drop your show links here (laughs) in our podcast and our podcasting because they're two different subreddits. Yeah, yeah. And, And there's even a podcast's subreddit too oh God. yeah i know i don't know if they have the same thing but oh wait no 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 yeah i do it in podcasts and pot it's <laughs> there isn't a podcast singular. oh there isn't no okay, it's okay. podcast okay. and podcast i thought there was three i wouldn't be no. surprised oh my because everyone always migrates like oh, that like once a a, a, a a a population becomes toxic then everybody moves <laughs> to a new one and then yeah so you end up like 12 different subreddits oh, because everybody God. gets sick of the audience of the first one uh, <laughs> but yeah the, someone commented for instance in the Pez Dispenser episode that oh cool another Seinfeld podcast I'm, I'm excited about this so we're excited for you to listen yeah, I know, and check uh, us out I know we had uh, one person a couple of weeks ago um, I don't even remember his username at this point uh, said something like Man, if my obsession with Seinfeld wasn't enough, now I have an obsession with Seinfeld podcasts. Awesome. <laughs> the more the merrier. <laughs> um, okay, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, that's all. I- we do check those out, and we'll, we'll even respond there, but then we love talking about it on the show, too, if you want to ask a question within that comment yeah, thread. exactly. Yeah. So, Season 3, Episode 15, The Suicide. Original air date, January 29th, 1992. I was negative 10 months and 21 days old. If you are looking in the TV guide that night, you're going to see Jerry fears his girlfriend's comatose ex-boyfriend will awaken guest Wayne Knight. Yes. How exciting. Uh, so we start, as we always do, with a stand-up bit about going to get a physical a physical exam uh, and the urine sample. How much are you supposed to get? I mean, there's a line. I, I feel like I've heard every comedian do a bit on this. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't... Uh, I, I mean, don't know if they're all ripping off Jerry 
or <laughs> if this is just something that every comedian's like, wow, this is original. <laughs> I'm going to talk about pee. I know it is a weird. It's a weird thing we all go through for the most part. And I guess, but I mean, yeah. I feel like you're told exactly how much pee to give. <laughs> they only, There's a line. They only give you a small cup. Yeah, what yeah. are you going to do? Like fill it up to the brim? Are you yeah. only going to give them a little tiny bit? He dwelled uh, for a long time on very flimsy premises in this bit. I feel like they were like stretch. I'm making the stretch motion that you see whenever anyone's on like a law, <laughs> like on a phone, on a, a phone call they're trying to trace. Stretch, Jerry, stretch. We need more time. <laughs> keep vamping on the pee. Uh, I, I don't know why. Like this episode, sure, just keep going. Because then he goes on to he super said, hearing. Yeah, well, he's talking about like whenever he was at the doctor and he would have a hearing test as a kid. Yeah, he would always try and do as well as possible yeah. because he always thought that the doctor was going to come in. Oh, what you heard was a cotton ball <laughs> on a piece of felt. This was so long. Yeah, yeah, and he. I mean, it, it ties into his Superman obsession, wanting to have super hearing even as a kid. It does. He was obsessed with Superman. Also, touching on that, we haven't had any reference or appearance by a Superman <laughs> figure or any acknowledgement of Superman. In a, in a long, long time. time. So here's another one. Here's another long one. time. I don't know. I honestly haven't kept an eye out for it, but I, I, I'm I've wondering if there's like a Superman somewhere on the fridge that I just looked past I or I something. I don't think so. I yeah. feel like we would have noticed that. Probably, probably. I think we're, yeah, we'll probably have an eye out for it. But even before he got to the superheroing thing, he he said he wanted to do well on tests like this about a thousand times. Whenever there's a test, I wanted to do well. You know, I just wanted to do well. I wanted to try doing well. I wanted to do well. When there was a hearing uh. test in school, I wanted to do well. I'm like stop, stop saying do well. Just stop! Get on to just the, move. Stop! On. The, that's enough setup. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, 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 this stand-up didn't work for me. It didn't work for me. It was way too long and a couple of very flimsy premise, premises. <laughs> that and the crowd is just laughing at his setup again. Oh yeah, uproarious laughter. Yeah, or, uproarious. You know, laughter. I would always go to the doctor and get a hearing well. test again. <laughs> I don't want to do well. You want to do well? There's a test. I want to do well. <laughs> yeah. um, and so now, we, then we open in uh, Jerry's apartment, and he's asking Elaine if uh, I, I didn't think this was important at first, but he's asking Elaine because I, I went back and wrote it down whether naming a kid Rasputin would mess them up for the rest of their lives. And Elaine said probably. And she's <laughs> eating, and even though they're about to go out to dinner, because we find out she's going to be fasting for three days to get an ulcer test done. I'm I'm guilty of this all the time. Not fasting, yeah. but pre-eating before oh. Grace and I go out to eat. Yeah. Like we'll be literally I'll have my shoes and coat on and she'll be just finishing getting ready yeah. and we're going out to dinner and I'll grab like a granola bar <laughs> or a pack of crackers. Yeah. Cause I, I think it's just coming back to me being cheap and yeah. I, I want to like Fill have up. something yeah, in yeah. my stomach it's before pre-gaming. I buy food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. People who go out and, and you know, especially in college <laughs> when you go out and drink, you used to drink at home and then you'd go out, so you'd buy one beer because you were already exactly. kind of buzzed. Yeah, yeah. So you pregame your dinners. Um, I, I'm guilty of this when I go home for lunch. Like I, in the middle of the day, I'll, you know, put the oven, I'll put some uh, taquitos in the oven or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last week, this just happened. I ate an entire bag of tortilla chips waiting for my taqui- taquitos to be ready. <laughs> and then when the taquitos are ready, I like had to force them down. I was like, I, why did I eat that whole bag of chips? I was starving, though, and I couldn't wait. But uh, but I, I should have. I'm but, just not patient. But the thing is, you started to make the taquitos. Yep. Then you ate the then chips. Then I ate the chips. Yeah, the, yeah. For me, it's always reversed. Like, I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know yeah. if I'm planning to eat a lot. I don't know how much I'm planning to spend. I just know, okay, yeah, I should probably eat something. You at least knew that you I, were making taquitos. I had food on the way, but once I started with those tortilla chips, I could not stop. Could not stop. Um, and then George, is, Jerry goes out to take the trash out. George is in the hall, and they uh, start a conversation about taking out the trash. Um, yeah, why does is, why does Jerry want George to throw his trash out? I don't know. I think it just I think he just likes having fun with George's personality quirks, <laughs> you know. Uh 
you know, take the trash out for me. Yeah, but I don't know. George wants him to give uh, Jerry to give him two dollars, and Jerry's like, no, fifty cents, <laughs> and we and we get the. The trademark Jerry draw out. Come on, fifty cents. I don't touch that bag for less than two dollars. Uh, I, I like I like the way George said that. Playing hardball. I mean, maybe we can get why George is so good in the real estate game, or was at one point. <laughs> at, uh, at one point, at one point he was because um, that's how he's playing hardball. He doesn't end up taking the trash out. Uh, in fact, Jerry doesn't either, as we find out. Uh, but he, he's he George tries to convince Jerry to go to the Cayman Islands with him. Evidently, he got a great deal on. Uh, flight to the Cayman yeah. Islands. I did like Jerry's line here. Like, what do you need a vacation from? <laughs> Getting up at 11? <laughs> yeah, you don't have a job. Yeah. So George's still unemployed, but he's going to the Cayman Islands anyway. Um, we and we find out, I guess, just how careful he is with money. While he was working, he's been saving enough to not have to work and, in fact, take a vacation Yeah. and not have to work for at least a few months. I mean, hey, I guess being... What's the opposite of frivolous? Being uh, Frugal? Being frugal yeah, I, helps out, yeah. I guess. As uh, you know, Elaine put helps it, out he's, in a pinch. he's careful with money, but yeah. he took that as cheap, which is what <laughs> Elaine was trying to say. So we know that George is cheap. He gets a freebie wherever he can get it. Oh yeah, he he'll, you know he'll, he'll take a job for two bucks wherever he can get it. So um, I guess he has done a very good job of saving that money, and <laughs> and uh, so maybe he does deserve a little vacation. Uh, but then Gina comes out. That this is Jerry's neighbor's girlfriend, mm-hmm. and they have a very flirty conversation. Yeah, you can definitely tell that Jerry's oh, into her. Yeah. And she's into Jerry, uh, but as soon as uh, she puts her hand up on like Jerry's shoulder, Jerry's neighbor Martin. Or, okay, for the purpose of this sh- of this show, are we going to say Martin or Martine? I think Martine is probably Gia's accent wherever she's from, Spain or something like that. Okay, uh, Kramer calls her Mediterranean, so I guess it's something like that. Okay, so yeah. so Martin. I think I like Martin. Is Martin yeah, okay? Let's go with Martin. Okay, so Martin comes out and immediately puts his arm around. Was it Gina? Gina. Gina. And uh, Jerry's like, "Okay, how are you doing? Good enough." <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. And just like br- brushes him, <laughs> brushes him off, and walks away. Yeah, good enough. <laughs> um, and uh, I like. Oh, by the way, we have to mention that part of the discussion of Jerry trying to convince George to take out the trash was that fifty cents could buy a Drake's coffee cake. Oh my god! Another food <laughs> item that I don't even know if we're going to be able to find this one anywhere. <laughs> is, is it real? Was it real? I at think one point? so. Okay, it you sure know, seemed I'm, real. I'm looking it up. Okay, looking it up right now. Because they mentioned Drake's coffee cake so many times. Yeah. It's a big part of the episode. That's why I was like, we have to mention it's it. It's real. I had a feeling. Found in 1896. Boy, they love those turn of the century. I'm sure Ugh. Drake's coffee cake was introduced as a medicinal cake at, at when, it, when it first came out. Fudge Dip Devil Dogs is their new, their new product. I guess Devil Dogs is a lot like... Uh, uh, a ho-ho? Is, is that, that a, what a ho-ho is? I think that's a ho-ho. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or ho-ho's the ones that are... <laughs> Ring-ding. No, those are ding-dongs. Oh, they make yodels. What are those? They're like Swiss cake rolls? Yeah. But have you never heard it called a yodel? Are, are those ding-dongs? No, this is a Swiss cake roll. Ding-dongs and ho... Ding-dongs and Swiss cake rolls are ding-dongs very similar. Ding-dongs are a similar. circle, right? Yeah. Okay, let me see. And 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 yodels. Drake's but I know that cake. whoever makes ding dongs also makes a version of that, Man, and that's called Swiss cake roll. If I can get these online, I'm probably gonna buy them. <laughs> Add some, post them to your cart. <laughs> yes. You're gonna buy some Drakes, or you're gonna buy some. Yodels? I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy some Drakes coffee cakes if I can. They come in a box of ten. Wow. Uh, the okay. jumbo or the or the little size? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, the oh. little size is fine. Okay. Here. Oh, here we go. Uh, find Drake's Cakes, a retailer near you. Drake's Family Pack Coffee Cakes, 10 count, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go that with that one. That sounds good. Okay. Enter your zip code. 
Uh, there we go. Distance. We'll go 50 miles. We'll, go, there, we'll travel 50 miles Is, is there any place that will have Drake's coffee cakes 50 miles within? Yo, they're at Price Right, uh, 4500 Buffalo Road in Erie, and they're at Walmart on Upper Peach. Whoa. We're going to get these We're gonna for next week. We're going to get some Drake's. We're going to get these for next week. Okay. Yes. Hallmark. And look at look at post look for Postum while you're there. If I go before you, I'll look for Postum. But whoever oh goes to Walmart po- has to look for Postum. <laughs> fake as well. coffee drink and yeah. Drake's fake coffee. coffee drink and Drake's uh, honestly, coffee cake. Th- those would go great together. I probably. think so too. I'm excited about breakfast for the show uh, <laughs> next week. Um, so uh, hell yeah, I'm so excited now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, I don't remember where we were at. Well, Jerry, uh, with the scene ends when Jerry puts the trash outside Kramer's door and then knocks on the door, and then Kramer picks up the trash and takes it inside his <laughs> yeah, apartment. Well, what does he think it is? Groceries? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> um, and then George had a dream. We find out George had a dream about that neighbor jerk, and says that a lot of paranormal stuff has been happening happening to him recently. <laughs> yeah, he says that uh, Martin was doing stand up. In at a con- at a comedy club in Maine that was on the edge Kennebunk of a cliff. Yeah. What was it? Kennebunkport? Yeah, Kennebunkport, Maine. Yeah. And the entire audience was just chucking the comedians <laughs> off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. And Jerry's like, oh, I think I've played think there I've before. Played there. Yeah, yeah. Pretty funny. I like Elaine's. Elaine has great reactions. To- she just has great. Julia Louis-Dreyfus overall has great acting chops when she's not a part of the scene. Yeah. I- whenever someone else is yeah, talking, she's... I agree. Great. I mean, <laughs> it's not distracting, but I, I just can't stop looking at her. You know, she, I mean, she's she's very good at physical comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like even even just facial reactions, just small yeah. little facial reactions to like a little chuckle at Jerry, a little eye roll at George, whatever it is. I or mean, even when she breaks when uh, <laughs> Kramer does something absolutely ridiculous, and you just see her like turn away from the camera, and you can see her chuckle, like try to hold it in. Yeah, like that that makes it so much better. Yeah, I feel like it's just real. Yeah, yeah. it's a real reaction. It, you know. <laughs> So many times a, an idiot does something on a sitcom and everyone just stares at him blankly, but you would laugh in a real life situation. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it, I, I like, like that. Like Kramer on the subway last week. Yeah, yeah. All, oh, exactly. All, all the, the extras, extras are just breaking. <laughs> yeah. Did you go back and look at that at, by any chance? I forgot. No, okay. no. Which is odd. I did, I, I did. Oh, that was two weeks ago. I posted a GIF yeah. of that, though, so I didn't even notice it in the GIF, yeah. actually. But. I mean, it's very subtle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Elaine says her friend goes to see a psychic, and maybe George should go as well. Just I, I don't know why, just because. I guess. Cause, yeah. Just because a lot of weird stuff has been happening to him, he says paranormal stuff, and maybe it all means something, and that person could decode it, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of the paranormal things that George said that was happening to him was he knew he was going to be bald. And, <laughs> yeah, and Jerry yeah. Chimes said, Your father's bald, but baldness comes from the mother's side. But your mother's also bald. Ah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> um, and so then we're off to dinner. Uh, and then back in the apartment after dinner, well after dinner. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's the next morning. I think it's, yeah, yeah, technically. It's overnight anyway. Okay. I think it's like that night. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Jerry is awoken uh, by a banging on the door. And um, Martin, it's Gina. And Martin has attempted suicide with pills. And this was a pretty fun, I love this bit. I bet you hated it, though. This is snappy back and forth Seinfeldian dialogue. I, I didn't hate this as much as, like, uh, what did I say? Nothing. That whole segment. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. then why did you say something? I didn't say anything. I said nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was very. I thought I just thought, we're already. Gina says there's no time, and they go on and talk for two minutes about whether he should go put a robe on. No, that's fine. I won't get a robe. Fine. Go get your robe. No, no, it's okay. I don't need it anymore. Like, God. all right. Well, come on. No, I'm gonna go get the robe. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was a great little uh, little comedy bit there. <laughs> um, and then uh, we're at the hospital later, um, and. I didn't. I, I don't know. I, I, the, first, the only thing I wrote down for the scene was he's not in a Sonny Von Beulah coma. 
Yeah, who? Any Son- idea? Is Sonny Von Bulow? Is that like Sonny and Cher? Sonny? No, that'd be Sonny Bono. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. But it, this line also got uproarious laughter. All right. It's homework. Not, Sonny homework Von Bulow. Next week. Yes, yeah, Sonny Von Bulow. Coma. Uh, and why <laughs> that was so funny to this audience in 1992? It's probably um, someone from 1946. Probably who was in a coma once. Yes. Yeah. The most. Yeah. If, if you had to reference a coma. What would you reference? Like, if you had to make a joke about a coma. Was Sonny Bono in a coma at all? Hmm. Or, or, or did he die instantly? I think he died pretty instantly, yeah. I can't think of another famous coma. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't not know. At, not in 92, at least. Um, if you had to reference one today, would you have one on deck? What was the name of the girl probably 10, 15 years ago? She was on life support. It was like the big thing in the oh, news. Oh, I remember, yeah. yeah. Is that... Is her name Terry Shivo? Yes. How did I? How did I do that? Yes. For some reason, the name Terry Hatcher was in my mind, but I <laughs> because, think that's yeah. the actress from Desperate Housewives, who will be on <laughs> Seinfeld later on. Oh but, my God! But really? Not, yeah, yeah. But not uh, was not on life support. So yeah. Although I mean, that's a little dark. I don't know what Sonny Von Bula deal Von Von Bulow's deal is. But that's a little referencing Terry Schiavo would be a little darker. It's but really dark. It's yeah. a dark. Maybe Sonny Von Beulah is a dark reference. We just maybe, have no idea. Maybe it is. Yeah. Why, why not just pull out a Black Dahlia reference? Exactly. Here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so the reason that Martin attempted suicide was that Gina broke up with him because Martin is insanely jealous all the time. In mm-hmm. fact, that conversation with Jerry and the shoulder touch and all that stuff was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. It seems like. Yeah. And apparently earlier that day he overturned a hot dog <laughs> cart. That, yeah. She said some. Like brand or company hot yeah, dog yeah. cart, but the closed captions didn't pick it up. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I so, know. Yeah, uh, so he turned over a hot dog cart because he thought the hot dog vendor was just looking at Gina. <laughs> yeah, but Gina was flirting with Jerry in the hall there. Yeah, and she said that after, like, later that night, she did break up with Martin. Yeah, and then he went into this fit of rage and jealousy, and that's when he tried to kill himself. Yeah. And uh, Jerry, <laughs> I love the part where he's yelling in the coma patient's face. I did kind of think that was pretty funny. Trying to see if he was actually awake or asleep or whatever, you know, because Gina wants to get busy right there in yeah. the hospital room. Yeah, which is, oh my, weird, I, I think. I don't, yeah, I, very I, weird. Yeah, we, we don't get any context as to how long they've been together. But, I mean, if she did break up with him, she's ready to end it. Yeah. But also, she's just ready to get right into it with we Jerry. We have to do it right here? Yeah. I don't I, I don't get it. And so I'm on... Um, I'm on Jerry's side I'm on this. Jerry's side here. And this is... And as his... You know, as Kramer will react later on, that's how, like, most dudes... Oh, you couldn't do... What kind of, you know... What kind of man are you? You couldn't kiss her right there in the hospital bed. You know, I think <laughs> in most situations, most people would be with Jerry, whether you say it or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like, you know, what kind of... She Even she says, what kind of man are you? And he says, I'm a man who respects a good coma yeah what was that about (laughs) i don't know i just thought it was a funny line oh and we also uh, get another drake's coffee cake reference yeah we get four of these at least four of these through the episode it's a thread that runs because martin doesn't like drake's coffee cake right and he was like ranting about it all night and that was just one of the things that drove him crazy yeah yeah uh, and the fact that Jerry likes Drake and that Gina likes Drake and that's something they have in common, yeah, probably, yeah, you he, know. He said it's too sweet and it falls apart in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back in Jerry's apartment, uh, we know we the first thing we notice is it's a Mets episode. The Mets hat is up uh, on the basketball hoop. Oh, I yeah, noticed. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Newman told Kramer about Martin, evidently. 
because Newman was pretty good friends with Martin. Okay, yeah, is what yeah. It, what it seems like. Okay, um, I just want I just wanted to you know I just wanted to it, this is kind of the first time Newman's name is reintroduced in the episode. Uh, okay, Kramer's in Jerry's apartment, and, and Newman told him oh, okay. about Martin. I've, why did I write down why wait? Call Doctor Kavorkian. Oh, because uh, Jerry was saying, uh, how long do you have to oh. wait? Uh, for a man to be in a coma to make a move on his ex-girlfriend. Right. And Kramer's like, huh, why wait? Just call Dr. Kevorkian. Yeah. Which gets a very weird response from Jerry. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just say, like, this it, this would... I'd be surprised if this episode airs on, like, TBS or anything. I'm with you on that. This line, because... Kevorkian was still obviously a hot button name. I mean, he was yeah. still making headlines in 1992 for doing what he was doing, which was he uh, had what they call the suicide machine, and and euthanasia became the debate as to like whether you had the choice to end your own life. And yeah, and he was going. I think maybe he even served some time, or he was being uh, brought up on charges for helping people who wanted to end their life, mm-hmm. end their life. Um, and that's and so Jerry says, I don't, I don't get this suicide machine. Why can't there's no tall buildings where these people live? They can't. Wrap their lips around a revolver like a normal person? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> that was, I mean, that's too dark even for me. It's very, <laughs> very dark. We're getting to, like, Showtime dark, yeah. not not NBC dark. Yeah, not primetime NBC. Like, I, I, I'm just surprised that line was in there at all. I, that, that, didn't, that that passed the writer's room and everything. Yeah. Like, it just seemed unnecessary. What, what were network censors in 1992 <laughs> doing? Maybe not even just about network censors. And maybe I'm just being, maybe this is my PC millennial I don't, coming out. I don't think out. it is. Because, I mean, this is. It's very insensitive. It's pretty insensitive. <laughs> I'm like, I, my, my, I mean, we've heard Seinfeld say some insensitive stuff. And you can go, oh, well, PC culture hadn't taken over. I mean, we weren't sympathetic to people who attempted suicide or 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 committed suicide at a certain point like apparently not i guess i mean i know that the the discussion about depression has only gotten louder as over the it last, should like over 10 the last, years yeah oh my gosh over the last 5 years you could say yeah, it's like true. um but yeah certainly so certainly we're looking at these people in a different with a different lens now but i just can't believe that we were in the mindset back in 92 where that joke got uproarious laughter from yeah, a crowd yeah I, I don't i don't get it yeah and plus, the people that Dr. Gavorkian were help, was helping end their own lives were people who were terminally ill and couldn't leave a bed, and, mm-hmm. or they were old and stuff like that. Exactly. And so the joke just falls apart. A lot of Seinfeld's premises are very tenable, but this one is like, okay, you want someone to push their hospital bed up a, a, a flight of stairs and then push them off a bit. You know, it's like, it's just the weirdest thing to say, the fact that this passed muster. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Kramer thinks Jerry should just go for it because he thinks if they're not out of the coma in 24 hours, yeah. it's fair game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently. Land rush. After 24 <laughs> hours, land rush on everything they own. And he's uh, got a vacuum cleaner in there, we find out. Yeah. So he's really bummed about that because someone's going to snatch it after 24 <laughs> hours. Um, uh, at the sidekicks with George and Elaine. Um, first of all, she serves Drake's coffee cakes. Yeah, a, a, a third Drake's coffee cake reference. Yeah. And George is like amazed. Like, did you did you serve this because of me or because Drake's had come up in his and, life? And, so. and, the, and the psychic immediately says, "Oh no." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I love Drake's coffee cake." Oh well, maybe I did buy it for you. Just being a yeah, normal yeah. psychic, trying <laughs> exactly. to trying to turn everything around in her favor. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, I mean, even if she hadn't bought it for him. She might not have known that she bought it for him because it's another thing George predicted by it just popping up in his life and then popping up later on. I guess, but up to this point, 
end until uh, the fourth reference to Drake's coffee cake. I didn't know this was a prepackaged snack. Ah, what would you do if you went to someone's house and they served a plate of ho hos? Yeah, uh, well, I'd love it first well, of all. <laughs> I, w- I would love it too, but but it, if they were already kind unwrapped of, and placed, if, if they yeah. were already unwrapped and on yeah. a, a regular plate, yeah, it's kind of weird. It, it does, <laughs> especially with coffee cake, because that's something you can make at home. Yeah, it, she sort of was trying maybe to pass off like that. She <laughs> at least did a little it, bit of work, you know. Uh, okay, well, we'll we'll use the example. Say someone buys like uh, those uh, pre-wrapped, pre-packaged cinnamon buns. Yeah. And they put them in like a glass container as though they made them. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. serve that glass container to you. Yeah. What would go through your mind? We'd be like, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take one. <laughs> be... But th- aren't these the ones from Walmart? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aren't these the, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that it is, it is kind of weird. Um, but then uh, she says, I see a woman named Pauline. And he says, oh, my brother impregnated a woman named Pauline. Uh, George has a brother. Apparently. This is news to me. Has he? He's been an only child before, hasn't he? I, I swear. Has, has it been referenced that he's had brothers and sisters? No, I don't think so. But but has Jerry, it been explicitly referenced that he was an only child? I don't think so. Okay. But all three characters now, or uh, Kramer being the exception, but all three normal characters now <laughs> have referenced siblings that we will never ever see. Interesting. Jerry in the Chinese uh, episodes, the Chinese restaurant episode says yeah. my brother-in-law or my sister-in-law is going to tell blah 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 which indicates that he has a sibling who is married yeah. and Elaine uh, referenced a um, another in-law or something like that as well. Uh, my brother did that once or something to yeah. somebody. And so these siblings just appear out of nowhere and then they're never heard from again. It's, it's very weird. George I, does not have a brother. I wonder if the writers are even paying attention to any time they're yeah. making up these siblings out of nowhere. Right. So for a future reference, they, they don't accidentally have George say, oh, yeah, I don't have any brothers or sisters. Or, oh, yeah, I'm an only child. Just out of context right we'll have to keep an ear out for that especially as his parents enter the picture yeah because surely that'd be something that they would say your brother said blah 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 or whatever um it's just weird that that never happens and jerry's parents never reference his brother and yeah, really. we've only seen elaine's dad once so are we um, ever gonna see elaine's dad again i don't think so oh man I don't think so okay yeah but that was it uh george brings up and the thing with psychics is you give them all the information, and they just give you very general, yeah, yeah, very general explanations. George brings up there was a woman named Audrey. She had a very big nose. Yeah. Oh well, I see an Audrey, but she's got a small nose. Yeah. Oh yeah, she had she had a nose she job. She had a nose job. <laughs> will, will she ever love me again? Yeah. Or, or what does he say? Will he she ever says, talk to me again? Yeah, yeah. But he, he professes his love for Audrey. I I, I loved her very much. Will yeah. she ever talk to me again? Not in this life. Uh, yeah. So general could mean anything. I I went back and looked because I was like, was that her name, Audrey? And sure enough, it was. So I'm just always amazed when there's any bit of continuity in Seinfeld. As we've just referenced, there's good reason to because they come up with stuff all the time that doesn't. There's no continuity for it. You know what I mean? So I went back and I looked and I was like, oh, that was Audrey's name (laughs) with the nose job. What an interesting bit of uh, continuity from from the Seinfeld universe. We've gotten more of that over the last couple of episodes. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, this whole season has been, there's been threads running through it episode to episode, which was something that didn't happen the first couple seasons. Um, So this psychic, by the way, is pregnant and smoking. Mm -hmm. And Elaine takes issue with that, as she should. I mean, I'm glad that in 92 somebody was saying something about that. Um, but it gets, people were making fun of people trying to kill themselves. I know, but don't you dare smoke when you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but that gets them kicked out because the psychic doesn't care what Elaine thinks. Yeah, and uh, the the whole time the psychic is trying to tell George. Uh, not to go on this trip to the Cayman Islands. Yeah. Uh, but George is trying to get out of her. Why exactly? Mm-hmm. But she kicks him out, and George has the line. Well, what is it? A plane crash? A heart attack? Lupus? Is it lupus? <laughs> yeah. Don't say anything if it's a plane crash. Get out. What well, walks out the door? Is it a plane crash? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so re- I really crash. like this. Is it a plane crash? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you understand the premise that I set up with you not saying anything if it was a plane crash? <laughs> he kind of just wants to make sure, because I wouldn't be sure either. <laughs> um, then we get another little stand-up bit here, and it's about uh, psychics, and they should be licensed. Uh, sure. Yeah, and, and he, he references the name Kreskin. Does that ring a bell with you? No. He was a very famous uh, psychic of the time. Like, uh, I, I can't even compare. Maybe like, a um, who's the guy who did Crossing Over with Jonathan? Um, What's his name? John Roberts? John something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know if he got into the... Um, so Kreskin would like go had, on TV. Had the same and, name as someone who ran for president at one point. Uh, John Kerry? No. John... <laughs> Kreskin was like a Tonight Show psychic. You know, he'd go on and, and read people's minds or predict a headline or something like that. And uh, it was, of course, all just parlor tricks. But it, Jerry references the name in here. And again, I, I didn't even write anything that made me laugh in this bit. It was a 15-second bit about how psychics should be licensed and it would be easy to do. And I, I don't know. It just, just again, didn't hold water. John Edward. Mm. Not John Edwards. Words. Yeah. John, John Edward. Edward That's over. where I was yeah. getting tripped up. Yeah. Ooh, 1.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Yikes. What? His uh, show? The, the TV the show. show? Yeah. That's hilarious, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, that was the only thing. If you'd never heard of Kreskin, I wanted. I was wondering if, uh, you know, if you'd ever heard of him. He just did, you know, like I said, Tonight Show bits and, and okay. things like that, where he'd read people's minds or, or whatever. Was he the guy? No, that was, what was the character that Johnny Carson did when oh. he would hold the card up to his head? Car, the great Karnak? Is it Karnak? Is that what it was? I want to say it might be Karnak. I don't. I don't. I would not know him by name, but I know. I know yeah, the bit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where like you, you give the answer, you hold the card up to your head, open the card, and read the question. It might have been that. Might have been a parody of what Kreskin did. Maybe. Honestly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they don't have to pay him to come on. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also he could tell his jokes. You know, like uh, true. Bob Hope, Dolly Parton, and uh, uh, Drake's coffee cake, and then name three things that blah blah blah. You know, um, <laughs> those are the Karnak. I think Na- Karnak Na- the Magnificent, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that might have been a parody of what the kind of stuff that Kreskin used to do, but he would do it seriously. You know? Okay. He was a serious psychic. Uh, back in the apartment, Gina and Jerry, uh, I'm guessing, have just spent the night together because she had used his toothbrush, or maybe she just Gross, saw his by toothbrush. The way. I know. Yeah. Jerry would not be cool with that. So that makes me think that maybe she just uh, is remarking on his toothbrush and how few bristles it has. I get. Well, she used it though. Didn't she used she? it. I I thought. Uh, anyway. I got the impression too. So we most we both must not have just written something down that gave us that impression. Yeah, I, I don't it. know why she would like be staring at his toothbrush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, w- stuff with, without using in. it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe she did just notice it, but I, I got the feeling that she yeah, used it. Same here. So she must have said something to let us down that uh, street. But uh, <laughs> Jerry tries to explain the Three Stooges to her. Oh yeah, because uh, Gina says, "What what will you do if Martin wakes up? Yeah, and will you run away like a little mouse?" And Jerry's like, "Oh no, more like the Three Stooges at the end of every movie." <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is funny. <laughs> then the, she wants to go. She wants Jerry to walk her to a cab. Uh, that's what makes me think it's the morning too, the morning after something, yeah. because she's going home. And uh, Jerry's like, well, "No, I don't want to be seen in the building." Martin had a lot of people he knew in the building, and uh, but then Gina, of course, calls his manhood into question, and they. Walk out the door, and there's Newman and Kramer. And mm-hmm. we get the very first 
Hello, Jerry. Hello, Newman uh-huh. of the series in this episode. <laughs> uh, and so they see them together. So Newman immediately has the devilish smile that he'll be known for throughout the series on, really? on his face. Okay. Yeah. Any, anytime he can get Jerry's goat, um, oh, he enjoys it. So I don't know why. I don't know if it was some movie that Wayne Knight was in whenever I was a kid, um, but I grew up not liking Wayne Knight. Yeah. I, he gives me a like a feeling in my stomach. <laughs> like I'm almost sick. Wow. Like, I, I it's not I, I wish I could describe it better. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what it is. It feels like eating a chuckle or a pez. <laughs> not that bad. Not that no. bad. <laughs> uh I, I don't know what it is. Um but anytime I just see the character of Wayne or no, see the actor Wayne Knight, yeah. I just get the same feeling. And I didn't think I would get it uh just watching like his first <laughs> yeah. episode. And then as soon as I see his face, I'm like, "Oh my god, what what is this? Why do I feel like this?" I don't think he's ever played a sympathetic or likable character. I think if you're getting Wayne Knight, uh, you know, as a character actor, you're getting a guy you want to be a smarty, slimy. Was he in slimy. Flubber? Was Wayne Knight in Flubber? I can't tell you if he was. Okay. I, I'll, I'll name two things that I think you might be thinking of. Jurassic Park. Okay. Is that maybe why? He's maybe. the guy who leads, he, he's the guy who causes the whole thing to go maybe. awry in Jurassic Park. And Space Jam. Oh my good lord, it's Space Jam. Now, tell me about his character in Space Jam, because if I was going to pick one likable character in Space Jam, wouldn't it be him? What does he do in Space Jam? I think so. Does he, like, get turned into, like, putty or something? That sounds right. He melts down. That sounds right. I think it just caused such a visceral reaction, like, in me whenever I was a kid. You don't like sort of chewy substances. I I don't know if that's (laughs) it. What if you were eating (laughs) Wayne Knight the Blob and how gross that would be? I I think it just got grossed out by like the fact that uh, obviously it's a movie, but I'm like four years old when (laughs) I'm watching Space Jam. Oh my god, I don't want to melt down into a blob (laughs) and I just always thought that I was going to melt down into a blob. Maybe that's it. I gotta go back and watch Space Jam now and see if that's it. It sounds right. Yeah, let us know about your experiences watching Space Jam. Oh my god. Yeah. And and see if that's the reason why. I'm going to break through this week. I don't know how I remember <laughs> that he was in that, but it just popped into my mind that Jurassic Park and Space Jam, the <laughs> 90s, were like those big... Mi- and he's obviously not a big role in Space Jam, but he's yeah. one of the few human characters along with Bill Murray and, and Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's not hard to remember those big three. Uh, all those guys were on the top of their game in the 90s, really. Um, uh, so the, now we're in the hospital, and Jerry's paranoid. Uh, that Newman's going to tell on him, or, or he's going to be found out somehow. George is upset uh, about the whole psychic situation and the vacation situation still. And Elaine is famished and hallucinating. Uh, and this is another great uh, instance where all three characters are uh, the center of their own universe in the group. You know what I mean? Like, each, mm-hmm. one, each one is saying something to the other two, but no one's paying attention to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because um, uh, Elaine is just comatose with hunger she's she's just staring (laughs) off into nowhere she's catatonic she is hallucinating (laughs) i I guess comatose isn't the right word (laughs) and this yeah we're seeing an actual coma so yeah um yeah i love i mean i want to know how many lines they went through before they got to the gold that was how do we know dog food's any good (laughs) who tastes it well, that's actually that's actually the next scene when, oh. they're, when they're back in the hallway. Oh, I see. Yeah, between then though, we go into Martin's room. Well, before that, also uh, George offers Kramer, uh, Kramer his Cayman Islands. That's right. Ticket. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So uh, I have I have the dog food line before that next line. But, okay. But anyway. But yeah, we go into Martin's room and Kramer is just screaming, "I want my vacuum cleaner!" <laughs> in Martin's face, yeah. as Jerry did. <laughs> 
Uh, and then Newman just tells him that, you know, just buy a new one or you can borrow my carpet sweeper. Yeah, and carpet sweepers are the biggest scam <laughs> yeah. in, in American history. Is that what he says? Uh, the biggest scam since one hour martinizing. <laughs> I think that's something you do to your car. I don't know what it okay. means. Okay. Maybe we should look it up for next week. But, oh, my God. We're going to have an exam next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I was always kind of... Uh, enthralled i was all sort of mystified by carpet sweepers you always see them at doctor's offices you always see them in restaurants and i was like what is that just like the cordless thing? sweeper or something yeah, it, it's a yeah. it's like a rectangle and you know i guess it has sticky stuff on it i was like i never knew how it actually oh yeah worked yeah. or what it is you know uh, I, I just saw one last week and i was like man it's been a while since i've seen that thing and honestly i didn't even think i know it was called a carpet sweeper but when newman said carpet sweeper that's what i pictured yeah um so it's just uh, yeah it's just a weird i'm always <laughs> I just think they're weird. I don't know. I can't no, wrap my I, mind around. I know what you mean. Reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as weird as as Wayne Knight in a ball of goo. We're both having trouble. <laughs> There's a lot of ineffable I- ideas that are uh, permeating this podcast today. Like we just can't expo- can't put into words how we feel about th- certain things. Um, but uh, then Newman is threatening to tell. Uh, Jerry comes in and Newman is threatening to tell. Martin everything once he wakes up. Yeah, uh, he said that he was going to bring Martin all the way up to, oh, yeah. up to I'll date. I'll bring him up to date. Yeah, I'll bring him up to speed. How, 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 how up to date? Today? Yeah, all, all the way. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Newman, or no, Kramer says that Jerry has a friend who's trying to get rid of his ticket to the Cayman Islands. So Kramer's even helping yeah, Jerry yeah. in this instance. Uh, he's trying to get Newman to to shut up, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're trying to buy him off. Yeah, and Newman's like, I don't like the beach. I freckle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But at that moment, Jerry pulls out a packaged Drake's coffee <laughs> yeah, cake. Yeah, And Newman's like, "Is that a Drake's coffee cake?" <laughs> and I, I like the, I like the line. Newman's like, "It's full size." And Jerry's just like, "Yeah, this is your big boy." <laughs> yeah, admiring it, he takes it out and sort of like turns it around to get every angle. "Yep, this is your big boy." Uh, and so, and eventually, Newman sells out Martin for a. Drake's coffee cake. Oh, yeah. One extra coffee cake that Jerry one, has. One yeah. prepackaged coffee cake that costs anywhere between 50 cents and $2 yeah. that we learned from the beginning of the episode. And Jerry says he has a whole box of them at home. I, yeah. think, I think Newman could have held out for that whole box, but oh my he sells God, out for yeah. one coffee cake. One go- he would have sold out for a bite, a of, bite of, of the Drake's. one that Jerry was yeah, I don't give out eating. bites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so George, uh, in the hallway, sees the psychic's kid. Um, who was in the apartment picking her nose a lot of the times when... Um, Faithy. Uh, yeah, Faithy. <laughs> and so he, run, he runs after Faithy, which was a weird kind of occurrence, too, for George to see that kid. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, I don't know, The Shining or something like that. Yeah, you that know? Was, I wasn't expecting to see her, so I'm yeah. like, okay, is, is George hallucinating yeah, now? Yeah, is he seeing things? Is Elaine so hungry <laughs> that George is now yeah, hallucinating? Yeah, yeah he's got um, uh, sympathetic pains, <laughs> hunger pains. Um, but uh, the the psychic is in labor, and that's why the kid was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she uh, she's trying to like find out like why the nurse hasn't come in because the nurse is trying to find the doctor. And then Faithy went and tried to find a nurse, I guess, and she found George. Mm-hmm. So George runs in, and George is trying to find out like what is going to happen on yeah, this yeah. trip, why he can't go to the Cayman Islands, and what was her name, Rula. Rula is about to tell him why he why he shouldn't go when the doctors come mm-hmm. in. And they take her away into, you know, into labor, into the uh, delivery suite, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he never finds out. Yeah. And uh, also, I think we I think we skipped over this because this happens after. Uh, but Elaine barges into Martin's room yeah. and she sees the, the coffee cake 
and just grabs it yep. out of Newman's hand. She and Newman can't just, stand it any longer. Newman yells, Jerry, Jerry, get her to stop her. I'll tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell. I'll get her to stop her. I'll tell. Uh, and, and in that moment, like, Martin's just... He starts uh, moaning. Uh, yeah. He, he stirs. He's uh, awakening, yes. I guess you can say. Um, but... Uh, after George is chasing Rula into the delivery room, we see Martin is now choking Jerry yes, out. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Kramer's screaming, I want my vacuum cleaner! <laughs> and Newman is saying, they did it right yeah, here right on here, the bed! On the it bed. was disgusting! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> making, just making up stuff. But, yeah. you know, still try, trying to sensationalize what the truth is. Uh, and that's... It, is Newman the National Enquirer as a person? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. In this episode, he definitely is. Uh, and then, uh, back, in the, back in Jerry's apartment, after all that's over, uh, the, we find out the psychic has named her kid Rasputin. Yeah, and George helped birth the kid. Yeah, yeah. But an interesting, but a callback to yeah, callback to the beginning of the episode. The very first thing that said in the the beginning of the episode. So Jerry, while you know, like crapping on psychics and and that sort of and all of George's paranormal stuff, mm-hmm. had predicted days earlier that a child would be named Rasputin. That he has. Contact with tertiary contact with through his friends yeah. uh, earlier in the episode, so just kind of a kind of a funny little writing thing yeah. there, a little funny callback. Uh, Kramer comes in and he says to George that that Cayman Islands vacation was the best four days of his life. <laughs> yeah. um, he got down there and they were shooting the Sports Illustrated swimsuit <laughs> issue. Yeah, uh, they had closed off a section of the beach to be nude bathing. Yeah, and that he was playing nude backgammon with L. McPherson. Yeah, all the models were down there yeah. naked, but he. I, L. McPherson played nude backgammon. I can't picture in my head what L. McPherson looks like. I'm guessing she was uh, one of the top models in the oh, early definitely. 90s. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the the top. Yeah, and and eventually even went on to be have a, a recurring role on Friends, also on Thursday nights on NBC. Oh wow. Yeah. How about that? Uh, <laughs> she moved in with Joey when Chandler moved out for a short time. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. And um, so does that ring a bell? No. No. Okay. No. Uh, I know Gr- Grace yeah. has watched more Friends than I have. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I didn't really. Li- I, I, that's when I kind of clocked out of watching Friends when it was on its first run. I was like, "There's a whole section I missed where like Joey was dating Rachel and El McPherson moved in with Joey." That whole season, I was like, I was sort of. You know what season that Friends. was? It was definitely later season. Yeah, you know, la- la- latter day Friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and uh, Martin and Gina have moved in, and Jerry's invited to their housewarming party for some reason. Some reason, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Martin tried to choke him out. Yeah, so yeah. hey, let's invite him to. Our housewarming party. We just moved in together. Maybe, this guy I almost killed after I almost killed myself. Maybe uh, Martin just wants to rub it in. <laughs> I guess. You know what I mean? He seems like the kind of... If you're a jealous person like Martin, yeah. you want to show off. Yeah. When, like, Look, I ended up with Gina, and now we have this house. Welcome to our housewarming party. You have to celebrate us now. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, bring us a gift, yeah. peasant. Yeah, it, it seems like Martin might bring be that kind nice of guy. Bring us a nice candle that we will never light for our <laughs> <Yeah>. housewarming. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like Martin might be that kind of guy that would, you know, would like would would rub yeah. someone's face in it like yeah. that. Oh, also, I-, I wanted to touch on this before we like move too far away from Kramer talking about his trip to the Cayman Islands. Yeah, he said that uh, he was on the nude beach with El McPherson, and he said the line, "She's a sweet kid," yeah. which is very weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he meant child. No, but I think it'd be like you know, someone like oh, Ted's a sweet kid. Don't worry about him. I, yeah, yes, but or like the way I call college kids kids. You know, like all those kids in school. You know, okay, yes, but it's still weird to say, oh yeah, nude beach with El McPherson. She's a sweet kid. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just very bad juxtaposition. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it that you way. Didn't I saw get it that? as okay. I saw it as Kramer, who is definitely older than El McPherson. I'm guessing, definitely. especially in '92, going talking about her like. 
they're old pals. You know, okay. oh, she's so what a sweet kid. Okay, yes, but if I'm going to be uh, attracted to a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, yeah. and I'm going to tell all my friends that, yeah, I was nude bathing with Elle McPherson, I'm not going to call her a kid. I, I, I think you're mixing up kid with child. I, I'm, I'm not... Okay, I'm not... <laughs> You're not okay. I'm not... I'm not okay. I'm not purposely mixing up kid with child. I know they are different. Yeah. She's a sweet child. <laughs> That's different than she's just... Oh, what a sweet kid. Okay, it's just, I get that... It's, it's just a term of affection. Mean, I get that kid can mean younger. Younger than the person who is currently saying it. But kid also means child. Yeah. You, it doesn't even have to mean. It doesn't even have to mean younger in this. Situation. I know it doesn't in this situation. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying. You're just trying to make it canon that Kramer's a pedophile. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're reading too much into it. But we'll keep an eye out for that as well throughout the series. Um, Elaine's fast has reset too. We find that out. Also, yeah, who has to fast for three I know. days? I, I, like I've only ever had to fast for like. Uh, like from midnight until yeah. I have the exam. Exactly. Like, I know three days, or, or at most a day. Yeah, like, I know to, to make crazy. sure everything is out of your system. I guess it can't be healthy. No, to fast for three days yeah. for an ulcer test. Yeah, yeah, it just seems weird. Yeah, it doesn't seem like something a doctor would actually tell you to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean maybe in the early nineties. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean I wasn't born clearly before this episode aired, yeah, so yeah. maybe. Ulcer tests. I've never had a required uh, a three day fast. I've never had a procedure where I've had to fast, so I can't speak to this. Really but, yeah. at all? Like no, not no. not even like midnight to like the next morning. Not that I remember. Maybe yeah, but yeah. not that I, maybe like yeah, maybe something at the dentist. I think I had to do that. Maybe my, my wisdom teeth. I couldn't yeah. eat after ten or something. But but yeah, I'd hardly count that as fasting because I don't have a meal after ten ever. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, but her because she took that Drake's coffee cake. Now she's got a. Reset on the fast, which she was at the hospital for the test, and she couldn't wait. I yeah, mean, that's just, exactly. That just sucks. But it just goes to, uh, to show you how crazy it made her as well. Um, but so, if, if I'm Elaine in this situation, I don't go to like a restaurant for my final meal. I go to a buffet oh, and I yeah. eat for four straight hours. Golden feed bag. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, why go get like a like a ten ounce steak? And onion rings, which she yeah. said she was going to get the first time. In the beginning, yeah. Don't get something small. Go gorge yourself yes. on the most gross food that you can get for the least amount of money. I think that's probably a good idea. Yeah, go to yeah. a buffet, That's obviously. what I would do. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's the end of the episode. That's all I have anyway. And yeah. before one last stand-up bit. Oh, well, uh, the whole reason why George wasn't supposed to go to the Cayman Islands, Yeah, Kramer stepped on a jellyfish, Oh yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. it kind of that's, stung his foot. That's right. That's that probably it. what it was, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, this is, this is the, the, I mean, the butterfly effect. You know, I mean, if George had gone, maybe something horrible would have happened. Maybe. Maybe something even worse, but because Kramer went, he had the time of his life. So, <laughs> um, I, you know, you put a different, you can't just switch out one person and everything would have been the same. Oh, I know, but... The, yeah, with, with, but that's what Kramer says. You know what? That was probably it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And George just... Yeah, you gotta watch out for those jellyfish. And, uh, Kramer would have yelled at somebody. He would have like ruined the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue somehow. Oh yeah, you know he would have done something even George. Awful. You mean? Yeah, George yeah. would have done something even worse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the last stand-up bit is the hilarious premise of attempted suicide. Yay, again! And wow. when someone attempts suicide and does it, I mean, I really can't... This is even more insensitive than the wrap your lips around a revolver yeah. bit. 
When someone attempts suicide and they don't attempt it again, Jerry's yeah. shocked like, at this. Like, is their life all, like all of a sudden better? Yeah. Like, uh, okay. But what, what happens when pills don't work? Grab a rope. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Why stop trying? Uh, why don't? This is why people like this don't succeed at life. They give up too easy. As if no successful person has ever committed suicide before. Yeah. And has Jerry forgotten about all the famous people, all the quote-unquote successful yeah. people and, who have committed suicide? Yeah, and also he says uh, if they fail at uh, committing suicide, it's just another thing that they're not good yeah. at. Yeah, which is why they killed them, why they were trying to kill themselves in the first place. How, I mean, how uneducated does this sound in 2019? Very, very, very uneducated. Yeah, I mean, Holy I can't believe crap. how little we knew about mental health in 1992 that this was the closer yeah. This was the closing yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wait till this I... was this was the big uproarious laugh that you, know, you had to build to. You know who I've been waiting to take down a peg? People who have attempted suicide and gave up after one attempt. I can't oh, wait to take those people down God. a peg. We're gonna close with this. I, I mean, just like it's not even dark humor. It's just it's just not funny. I, I don't even know what to. I don't even know what to call it. I'm so excited. To never have to think about this episode again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't to, to not have to like think. Oh, this week we're doing the suicide. <laughs> to not have to watch it on TBS again because I can guarantee you, I will bet one hundred dollars to I'm you, Tim Murphy. <laughs> yeah. They do not show this episode on TBS or in any reruns or syndication. I'm wondering. I'll try to look up by title or something yeah. like that if you, I can see. You don't have to hold up the end of the bet where you pay me <laughs> if they don't. I and I won't. But course, I will yeah. pay you one hundred dollars if they do. <laughs> you don't have to do that either. But I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to find out if if it's even on the docket. Um, but yeah, this episode. Wasn't I mean, especially for being Newman's first episode, I didn't even think it was that great of an introduction. I mean, I did. Yeah. It was very. Char- it was, you know, you know what kind of character he is right away. Exactly. It, it was good just to show that he's a smarmy little worm. Oh, yeah, yeah. But did you have to do that in the frame of just like going after all these people who have tried <laughs> to commit know. suicide? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were for sure parts of this episode I laughed out loud at, but it's definitely not one of my favorites of this season either. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, the, the whole thing just made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I mean, just some of the things that flew, I was like, wow, I, I hope, I don't think I'm being overly sensitive in this case, but yeah. I think some of these jokes would have gotten a second look if they were being written today. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not even by the censors, just by someone in the room who has a soul. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, uh, maybe we shouldn't <laughs> yeah. do this. Shut up, PA. Yeah, yeah. Because you know it would be some production assistant. Yeah, that yeah. Would, that would it's about up. time we take down the clinically depressed, all right? And we're going to do it on Seinfeld. All right. Um, all right. What's next week? I didn't even have it written down. Uh, next week, season three, episode 16, The Fix Up, original air date, February 5th, 1992. And it is about Jerry and Elaine play matchmaker for George. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, wait. What's our homework? Oh, um, Sonny Von Beulah. Who is that? Okay. We're going to get Drake's coffee cake. Oh, Drake's coffee cake. Yep. Definitely. I think that was it. Sonny Von Beulah. Who is Sonny Von Beulah? Yeah. Okay. If I go we, back. We had as... mentioned something else, but it, we we didn't really decide one way or the other to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. we are experts at forgetting what we talked about we even 45 said. minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you should look at some look at some pictures of Elle McPherson. Okay, I will I will look at pictures of Elle McPherson. <laughs> you go look at pictures of Elle McPherson, and uh, if I find something else in the you know in the editing in the editing bay, 
I'll uh, I'll bring it back. But I don't think uh, I don't think we had anything else. All right. And did you uh, think we could come up with a better description for what this? Do we, what do we got? Uh, it was Jerry fears his girlfriend's comatose ex boyfriend will awaken. Guest Wayne Knight. It's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty standard. Dry. I mean, the only yeah. extra thing is Elaine, but her she didn't really have anything. It, it, it's a mi- the, it's a minor B story. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess that's fine. I guess that's a, a fine synopsis for a less <laughs> a than very, stellar episode. Me- a very <laughs> uh, less than mediocre yeah. episode. Uh, unless you liked it, for sure. Defend the suicide if uh, if you want to, <laughs> at no hugging, or send us an email, or comment on the Reddit thread or something like that. And uh, if this is one of your favorites and you and you think we're being overly sensitive, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear a defense uh, of the suicide. I would not mind it at all. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I almost forgot about the uh, DMs that Fred sent us a couple of days ago slid into our dms fred esposito all right he says still loving the show i'm all caught up and i'm reading these for the first time oh so awesome yeah i so i think uh i can react to him as uh as we go along still loving the show i'm all caught up and i have some stuff i'd like to comment on first with the weeks with this week's episode uh talking about the pez dispenser probably um, talking about well he sent this this past monday as of when we're recording it but i think he's talking about the subway okay first off with this week's episode i haven't seen it in a while but i always thought the guys on the subway did say papanick uh. not papernick uh papanick papanick uh. the name papanick is a shout out to the key grip of the show pete papanick olas wow who has a cameo at the end of season four also, from what I remember, the guy who Elaine thought smelled on the subway was Seinfeld writer Peter Melman. Huh? Some stuff in other episodes, in the uh, episode where George has the heart attack, where when George has the heart attack and when he calls Jerry a jerk-off, huh? I'm almost positive they only had him say jerk in the original airing on NBC. Oh. In the original tape I had of the first airing, it was jerk. It wasn't until a friend of mine mentioned the jerk-off comment when he saw it in syndication that I even thought that's what was said. Wow. When I watched my original video with the closed captioning, it read jerk off, but you only heard jerk. Huh, huh okay. In the parking garage episode, when Kramer talks about his friend that has the fat fetish, it's his friend Spectre that he mentions from the episode The Tape. Huh. Also, in that episode, when Kramer puts the AC in the trunk, he really hurt himself and the other cast yeah. started laughing. Yeah. I remember that. I think we looked that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after the car wouldn't start, you can see them all laughing in the car. Tim mentioned about a weird jump cut in the red dot when Kramer Thank is drinking, you. and I've always noticed it too. Yeah. A few side notes. Way back, Ted mentioned hearing a song years back about respect. No way. What, what, what? He meant, uh, uh, a few side notes way back. Ted mentioned hearing a song years back about respect that was a heavy metal song. He may be thinking of Walk by Pantera. I don't think it's Walk by Pantera. I don't know. I don't know well enough. I'm pretty, Fred, I don't think it's Walk by Pantera. (laughs) Uh, Although I would have thought he knew that one time, knew that one since it was used to be Rob Van Dam's theme music in ECW. Okay, so uh, you do know it, and you're, you're confident that's probably not it. I'm 90% confident. Right, right. <laughs> so not entirely. Okay. But on another, on another wrestling note, you were talking about Rick Rubin a few weeks back. Rubin is a big wrestling fan and was the financial backer for Jim Cornette's Smoky Mountain Wrestling in the 90s. What? In next week's episode, I've always thought that the actress who plays George's girlfriend is the worst actress I've ever seen. In which episode? Uh, he says the next episode. 
the next episode. Oh, so, maybe that, that might be the hand episode. The Pez dispenser. That might be the Pez dispenser. Maybe because if you yeah. talked about the because he's talking then, about the subway. Yeah, yeah. So the next episode. Oh, it didn't take. It didn't take. Uh, I didn't take notice of her acting prowess. Yeah. Or whether she had it or not. Uh, but he says, "Great job, guys. Love the show. Also, thank you for a shout out a few weeks back. You're welcome, Fred. It was an honor to get in on one of my all time favorite episodes, the alternate side. I'm not a huge Elaine fan, and always think she brings the show down a bit. <laughs> I've always thought I've always fast forwarded through her feeding Owen, so it never oh. stuck out as being offensive to me. <laughs> the scene where she brings him into Jerry's and Kramer's comes in and tries to help may be the funniest scene of the series. <laughs> Whoa, the whole in my series. Opinion. Yeah, it was really funny. Bo- I mean, bold opinion. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but it, it was funny. I mean, it was hilarious just how little they knew in that moment and they're panicking and feed him crackers and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So awesome input. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, thank you, Fred. We love it. Yeah. yeah. And like, like we've said before, if you want to hit us up at no hugging on Twitter, no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we already did the description for next week, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, um, we did. Yeah, yeah. They tried to set George up with somebody. Yeah. I don't know who. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, I, I did see in the thumbnail on hulu yeah it's janice from friends whoa crazy <laughs> all right i definitely i don't remember it right now but maybe it'll come back to me as i as i start it up uh next week so all right is that it that's all i got that's it all right so for no hugging no learning i'm tim murphy i'm ted hollowell be good be good